And that's how the theme song goes. Welcome back to the Constitutionalist Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. And if you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Okay. <laughs> now that I'm actually doing this, this is <laughs> really difficult to... Uh, to pretend to do. Uh, before I get started, let me go ahead and give uh, the sponsor a shout out this week. Uh, shout out to the sponsor, Emma Willman, and uh, her Netflix special on the new Netflix series. Not new. It's I mean, it's new this year, but the Netflix series, the comedy lineup. Uh, Emma Willman is a wonderful comedian, and she's going to be featured on the series, the comedy lineup. Uh, which is a, a series of uh, a, a bunch of short hat, quarter hour comedy specials uh, that are going that are released on to Netflix all at once. Just the same thing happened earlier this year. They had Michelle Buteau, uh, a whole bunch of other people on in that first round, but now they have Emma Willman and a whole bunch of other people in the second round. That's coming out August thirty first. Like I said, Emma Willman, the comedy lineup, Netflix, August thirty first. Watch it. Very very funny stuff. I've seen it and I like it. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, Moving on with the episode. So this is going to be, this is very difficult to uh, go ahead and do because I'm not really in the best of moods. um, It's been a very, uh, I was going to say strange. It's been a not good week. (laughs) I don't want to say tough because there are people experiencing way worse things out there, but it's been a very not uh, good personal week for me uh, personally. I just said personally in front of the personal. Uh, it's uh, it's very strange because, uh, you know, you, uh, you spend so much time. Basically, I got broken up with, uh, but you spend so much time uh, with somebody. You like him a lot. And then the person uh, is, is on a different wavelength than you. You thought you were doing fine. And then and then it's just all kaput. Uh Kind of like it was a, a downward sliding slope for that person. Uh, I really feel what uh, that person was saying. I get it. I understand. Um, with that being said, I had yesterday, I was told in the morning that uh, we need to have a little chat. And then all day long, it was just, for me, it was bad. For that other person, it was horrible because uh, it just wasn't a good, it wasn't uh from what I understand, it just wasn't uh, a good situation for her, uh, and I get it. Um, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> There's that. Uh, and so uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not afraid to admit I got home from uh, my various jobs and I uh, laid down and I watched. Oh, well, not just my jobs. It's um, I, I got home from the from we from the talk and everything, and uh, it was very sad. I, uh, I did, I'm not afraid to say it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing myself to wallow. I'm allowing myself to be within the emotions. Cause if I just stave them off, then it's just a waste of time. i uh, not a waste of time. It's just, I'm getting so many texts and it is from my mom. <laughs> so many texts from my mom. The only person I will text now, apparently. <laughs> so I <laughs> get really sad. Um, but I'm allowing myself to be within the emotion, uh, before when I've been broken up with, uh, I've never broken up with anybody. I've been only been broken up with, which is very sad. Uh, it's uh, I I would just I would say okay, I would suck it up and I would move on. I would uh, try to fight it with, you know, combat it with uh, trying to go out and trying to be a jerk 
to somebody not be, not be a jerk. That's that's stupid. But being a jerk by being a jerk and going out and uh, sucking it up, you know, as it were, as it were, and uh, trying to be a man a man about it. And uh, I'm using quote fingers around <laughs> sucking it up and being a man, and um, you know, trying to find the next uh, conquest. But that is not such the case. Uh, I'm not that person. <laughs> I really am not. I'm a very emotional being and I am just uh, living within what it feels like to to like somebody so much uh, and then just have it all be done with uh, so quickly. And it sucks. It really does. So what I did was I came home and I watched about seven episodes of You're the Worst. <laughs> seven episodes. <laughs> you understand that I am somebody who laments who just hates uh binge watching i hate that i so i but but i got home and i said i gotta do this <laughs> uh, i've already been watching like i said a couple weeks ago i've been watching you're the worst uh, anticipation for the next season and last night was just i had to just get in there and just pound seven episodes down uh and then <laughs> and then i then as a like and i <laughs> At some point, I said, okay, let me take a break from You're the Worst. And I started watching, not started, I watched the season three episodes of Animals, uh, which is on, which are on HBO. They're now on Fridays, and they are two episodes now. And so I just <laughs> watched that. And then I said, okay, I got to get back to You're the Worst. <laughs> this is so sad. This is so sad that this is how I handle things. Uh, you know, other people... And, and, and during the and during the whole thing, I, I popped a bag of as you can see, my snacks right here, uh, popcorn and uh, and Keebler. If you're watching the video, <laughs> check it out. Keebler Fudge Stripes cookies. They're on sale at Target for two dollars and twenty eight cents. And I just I had an entire sleeve last night. I had a lot of cookies last night and popcorn just to wallow in the. Uh, and the misery, <laughs> the misery. Uh, again, people have had worse things happen to them this week. This is just a sad event in my life, and it sucks. Uh, I mean, at some point, it's gonna. I'll move. I'll move past it. But it really, right now, it just blows, and it's the. It's a bad thing. Uh, and then I, <laughs> and then I, I couldn't go to sleep, so I continue. I so I finished up. You're the, I didn't finish it up, uh, but I got to your uh, an episode of You're the Worst, which is PTSD, which uh, follows Edgar during a day when he's having horrible PTSD. And I said, okay, well, you know what? I'm just gonna watch The Simpsons. I don't want to watch this sad episode before I go to bed, because You're the Worst is a relationship sitcom, <laughs> and uh, so I said, why not just end it on the depression episode, uh, the PTSD episode. I I banged right through the depression episodes, uh, <laughs> because Jimmy Jimmy came back for Gretchen. Uh, I just made myself real sad. Uh, then I watched a, about two episodes of The Simpsons, fell asleep during a third one that started, and then uh, around three I could not go back. I could not go to sleep. Around three a.m., uh, I was laying there and I said, if I can't go to sleep in in five, I gave myself a timer, five minutes. If I can't go to sleep in five minutes, I'm gonna watch How to Be Single. Uh, Ten minutes passed, <laughs> and I turned on How to Be Single. And I just, and I, I didn't even turn on the TV. I didn't turn on uh, this crappy old iPad that's next to me. I didn't turn on my laptop. I, turn, I grabbed my phone and I laid in bed and I huddled up and I watched uh, How to Be Single. And uh, the sound was halfway up. My white noise machine was going on. All I heard was like, shh. And uh, welcome to New York, New York. And uh, it was. How to Be Single is a great movie. Uh, and then, <laughs> that was like, so that was at like three something. Uh, then I had to wake up and go, not wake up. I had to go to the gym. 
So I, I, I stopped at a point. I have made, I have 20 minutes left in How to Be Single. I own this movie. I've seen this movie so many times. I have 20 minutes left, and I said, okay, I got, I got, so I'm going to go to the gym. I went to the gym, had a, a bad workout, what I would classify as a bad workout. I, I literally stayed in one spot. I worked on cables for the entire hour and change I was there. And then I, I went off to, I was scurried off to a, a dark room to do, <laughs> it wasn't dark, but I scurried off to a fitness room to do uh, abs alone. There's a woman in there uh, who's getting ready for, to teach a class. And uh, I just, I just hurried up and finished it off, uh, finished, it off finished off my, uh, my abs. But yeah, like I said, I'm allowing myself to live into this, to live in this. And uh, I, I remember at some point when I was watching Welcome to New York, I just had, which is what, <laughs> this is so stupid. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but there's only like less than 100 subscribers to this stupid show. So I wrote this long, long note, uh, basically, and, I, and I'm not going to send it, obviously, but I wrote this long note. Uh, that's it's like a, it was kind of like a therapeutic release of uh, of 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 what I wanted to say to the person uh, and and all the things uh, like you know how much you meant to me and all that you know all the you know, the stuff. Uh, so I, I it's just sitting there. Uh, oh, I just got an email. Luke Knoll not returning for season forty four. I could have told you that in episode one of SNL of SNL. Lucas Knowles not coming back. Is it Luke Knowles or Lucas? Uh, it's Luke anyway. So there's that. And, uh, and it's now I'm just now today was particularly bad because I noticed that anytime during a song would pause, I turned on YouTube when I was at the gym and I just listened to YouTube and, uh, a lot of songs, (laughs) you know, when, when Bono's not preaching, a lot of songs about heartache and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know why that came up. Uh, listen to Meg Myers, Meg Myers' album, her latest album, which is take me to the disco. Wonderful. Uh, great, great album for the situation. <laughs> and I'm so, I am horribly sad. It, I'm laughing, but I'm shooting a show and I have to be cheery and upbeat because we've had enough of downer Chad when he's shooting these things. Uh, I, like I, earlier today when I was, I was doing one of my jobs and I thought, am I going to, am I going to be able to record today? Cause I don't know if I have it in me. Uh, and it, honestly, truly I do not, but I got home. I plugged in the cameras to charge up and I said, give me 30 minutes. And I, oh, and also I've been watching a bunch of uh, clips on YouTube of like the daily show and never not funny just to take never not funny's video feed from uh, never not viney. And I've been just doing that just to take my mind off of things. I noticed that, uh, like I was saying at the gym, knows that if there's ever a pause in the music or a pause in a podcast, like I'm skipping through an ad, <laughs> I, it just all the thoughts come rushing back. I'm like, oh, what did I do wrong? What, what's going on? What's this? Uh, uh, who can I talk to? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's sad, and uh, I really didn't want to spend 12 minutes on it. <laughs> but here we are, spending half the episode of the Constitutionals on Chad's problems. But you know, that's what Constitutionals is—an audio diary. I've mentioned it before, and I'm willing to talk about anything to the less than 100 subscribers I have. <laughs> less than 100. You know, I, I actually lost a subscriber on the YouTube channel and I saw the minus one and I was like, who's leaving me? <laughs> I can only think it's a bot that was deleted by YouTube itself, but I'm sad. And, uh, like I said, I'm just living in the sadness. I still have my laundry sitting on my bed, uh, not going to get folded this week. Um, I mean, th- I'm going to a wedding on Saturday, uh, <laughs> which I did invite that person to. 
<laughs> very sad. Uh, and I have it's gonna that's a two hour drive from here. Um, and I'm just gonna I, I God forbid any silence comes up <laughs> in that drive. My phone dies. I listen to all my podcasts, uh, which won't happen. I will. I have like 22 still downloaded from this week alone, from Monday through Wednesday alone. Uh, like I said, I subscribed to 97. I, I, I parted it down, pared it down, whatever. But I just, ugh, boy, I would, that's going to go into another one of those alone. And when I was last week, I was so excited. I was like, come to this with me, <laughs> please. It'll be great. <laughs> and I, uh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, let's move on with the episode. <laughs> it's 13 minutes. <laughs> let's move on with the episode. Uh, this week, last week, Voltron came back on. This is season seven of Voltron on Netflix. Uh, it's a wonderful show by Dream DreamWorks. Just a remake of the 80s show Voltron. I'm scratching my eye, and I, I know you can hear it on the microphone because I can hear it. Um, and um, it's it's wonderful. It's great. Uh, I've only, I'm only like three episodes in because again, I watch one episode a day. <laughs> Cause I'm a loser <laughs> and it's uh it's good. I, I mean, they're really wrapping things up. I thought it was supposed to end with the last season. I thought it was, and then I thought it was going to end with this season. Apparently they have season eight, which is coming out later this year. And uh, the, the story up until this point, they killed both the main bad guys, the main bad guy and his son. And that, and now they're rapidly racing towards earth uh, to save earth and all of its uh, inhabitants and stuff. And the, they've been gone for like a couple years due to time travel stuff. Uh, check it out. Voltron's great. There is a there is a very big issue with it, apparently. I don't really care. Um, and it, I mean, it, it, it kind of ruined just like a small part of the story, but you know, it's whatever. So the palette, so the first episode back, I believe, of the season seven talks about Shiro. It outs Shiro as a gay character. Uh, which is wonderful, and because it's not his defining characteristic, uh, but they they do it in a flashback where Shiro's partner—I hate that word—where Shiro's husband or no fiance, fiance, sorry, Shiro's fiance uh, is mad at him for taking one last mission to space, which turns out to be the mission that you know is Voltron, and uh, Shiro, and then apparently later in the season, which I have not gotten to, is they come back and they find out that Earth was attacked, invaded. And uh, one of the one of the casualties was Shiro's um, fiance, which is sad. And they're just and people are mad because the gay character didn't get uh, enough screen time. And I, I understand what you're saying, guys. But listen, you gotta pick your battles. They they included a gay character without it being without him. I don't know why I said it without him being without without the gayness the 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 quality that is gay being the main characteristic. All right, Shiro is that's he's still a cool guy. I was gonna say a curse word, but I can't say. It. I was gonna say ba, but he, he's he's ba. He's a he's a cool guy. He's he's able. He's one of the strongest fighters on Voltron. I don't understand. I understand what the I know what the issue is. I don't understand um, what the what the what the problem is. I'm gonna get up and go ahead. Oh, it's still recording. Oh my god, look at me. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and turn it off and then record it again. Uh, I tell you, juggling these two cameras, not worth it. Uh, <laughs> some would say doing this podcast, not worth it. <laughs> some would say love, not worth it. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, what a serious episode. Anyway, but, uh, I mean, we, we you, you get, I understand representation. Uh, I would love for Angela to have been from for Boy Miss World Angela to have been on the first four seasons, but she's not. She, you know, we can only assume that this that somebody in the 
in this writer's room of Boy Meets World in season five said, let's bring Angela into the fold. <laughs> I was listening to an episode of Yo, Is This Racist today? And uh, I've, and I heard that fact that um, they were doing an ad for Raised by TV, the Stitcher Premium show hosted by Lauren Lacus and John Gabris, that uh, Angela wasn't brought in until season five when the kids went to college or high school. High school. <laughs> I just heard somebody scream outside. There apparently have been a bunch of uh, <laughs> gun bouts, gunfights within the past couple of weeks here. Three, if I recall. Uh, and, and like near near where I live. So this is this is wonderful. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I understand representation. I know, I know, I know it. I get it. I'm a black man. I understand. <laughs> um, so yeah. The only reason it seems like I'm in a chipper mood, I am not. Uh, so I got the sad news. And then today, back to back, I get two pieces of really wonderful good news. <laughs> and uh, as, as soon as I, like literally minutes before I started recording the show, I got a, a piece of really good news. And I looked up into the sky and I went, you're really testing me to whoever's up there. Uh, your God, my God, whoever. The, just the big bang uh, air, science air, energy ball that's sitting up there. And I just went, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Why can't, it seems that one good, one bad thing happens and then it's replaced by one good thing. Why can't all good things happen? It's, uh, it really sucks. It really sucks. Uh, you know, in fact, as I talk right now, I'm still just thinking about how, how uh, lopsided of a week this has been. Uh, also this week, I, uh, uh, Monday, I called Yo Is This Racist, which is a podcast hosted by Tony Newsom and Andrew T., uh, where they sit down with a guest and call uh, listeners can call in and ask a question pertaining mostly white people call in and ask a question pertaining to something uh, something something if it's uh, racist or not so like if someone uh, has a like the episode this week was uh, a gay man a gay white man wanted to throw a party uh, that was like um those balls that they threw in the 80s, I believe, like the TV show pose that um, women women of color and uh, gay men, and gay black men, uh, gay people of color would throw, and they would like, do cross dressing and and basically like a a big not only say talent show but like a big a big show, uh, and so he wanted the gay white dude wanted to uh, have a something like that, have something like that go down, and uh, so yeah, so I made a call, uh, and I said this is what I really been thinking. I said I think I mentioned this last week. This is I definitely mentioned this last week where it was uh, Crazy Rich Agents is coming out today, actually, that this episode comes out and uh, people won't have enough. Um, they don't have enough. Uh, they don't care enough for more than one movie of color uh, to be out, you know, within a year. So last year it was Get Out and and then and then every other movie with black people and Asians and women and Hispanics and you know all the, everybody in the world it, it just didn't matter because Get Out came out and it was the good one uh, and then this year it was uh, Black Panther uh, even though it's a formulaic Marvel movie where the superhero still fights the villain that who is a copy of the superhero and uh, very true uh, and it still sounds it still sounds like it was a touch by Disney a lot. Um, it still looks like it was touched by Disney a lot too. Uh, and, and then, uh, but then, you know, we have black Klansman, which has come out this week. Uh, sorry to bother you. What is David Diggs's movie? David Diggs. Uh, the movie he was in, the movie he was just in blind spotting. 
uh, that one, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. We uh, like there's a, so many movies coming out this year, and they're just gonna fly under the radar. I think I, I, I guarantee. I don't know how much. Sorry to bother you. Uh, let's go to Box Office Mojo. Let's go to Box Office Mojo and figure out exactly. So it's made fifteen point five million. Um, I know good and bad is subjective, but there. Sorry to bother you. Was the first forty minutes. <laughs> are so unique. I'm laughing for a reason. The first 40 minutes are so unique. Uh, the last 40 are very unique, but the first 40 minutes are so unique that this movie should have, should, should gross a billion dollars. Um, Black Panther got 700 million or it maybe got a billion. I don't know. Uh, and it's, it's insane that sorry to bother you. I know it's an indie. I, I get that. I know Annapurna distributed it, but the, this movie and Black Klansman, and Blind Spotting, and especially Crazy Rich Asians. Out of all four, especially Crazy Rich Asians should be the one, be the ones to make a billion dollars versus uh, a, a movie about a comic book character. Yes, I get it that this is the first leading Black comic book character movie uh, since uh, uh, Steel. <laughs> yeah, I'm name I'm name checking Steel. Steel was the first Black superhero movie. Uh, and before that, Shaft. Uh, <laughs> Steel starring Shaquille O'Neal, Shaft starring Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> and Shaft the TV show. I understand. I get it. That is not the issue. The issue is uh, people not opening their hearts to movies that uh, uh, that sh- that they should definitely should be watching. Black Panthers. The Black Panther message is still going to be watered down. And I mean, they're they're a, they're a nation that doesn't share their their technology with the outside world. It, I mean, you're not helping. You think you think that's good for black people? It's not. What if Japan? I don't know. That got really racist. But what if Japan held their technology for the China? What if China held their technology? You wouldn't be using phones. All you have is an iPhone. I wouldn't have this. Google Pixel 2 XL, very expensive, too much money. Pixel 3 is coming out soon. I I got this phone a, a month ago. <laughs> I'm very angry about it. Okay, last but not least, let's finish this up. Uh, this was last week, again, when I was in a better mood. Uh, celebrity chef-owned restaurants are doing poorly. So apparently to a report from Bloomberg Businessweek, uh, you're just because you're a big chef like uh, Gordon Ramsay, Emeril Lagasse, or Guy Fieri, who they have as the header image, uh, it, it doesn't mean that your restaurant's going to be doing well. Uh, so apparently, a bunch of the restaurants uh, that they own, uh, Gordon's, I, a Gordon Ramsay restaurant shut down, an Emerald restaurant shut down, and so did a Guy Fieri restaurant. I just heard, I heard last week a very interesting defense of Guy Fieri, not Shane Torres. Go, go watch Shane Torres on Conan uh, where he, in which he defends Guy Fieri to a T and it's wonderful and it's great. And you'll gain so much respect for Guy Fieri. But I just, I heard, I don't, I think it was on a uh, pop culture happy hour. Maybe I don't know uh, where somebody was arguing that Guy Fieri was bring is bring is bringing 
culture, cultured foods, uh, even though in a flashy manner to his restaurants, to the mass America that is going to go to his restaurants, the blue collar folks that have never had sushi, they're going to go to a Guy Fieri restaurant and and see sushi and have like see this giant menu, see sushi and go, okay, maybe I want to try that. It's affordable to them and it's going to be delicious because it's a Guy Fieri restaurant. And I think that's a very interesting argument uh, in favor of Guy Fieri, and I, it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, there's just a bunch of restaurants that have closed down. Uh, let's see. I really should have gotten the other article I saw <laughs> instead of this one. Oh, you know what? Hold on. This is uh, this is going to be different. Uh, I really should not have done this. <laughs> Guy Fieri. <laughs> um, so it turns out that, uh, oh boy, I don't know where it is. Okay, whatever. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, this is, boy, this is great radio content. Yeah, I was going to say content, but I don't like that word content. <laughs> so, Eater LA, the food website, uh, gushed about Thomas Keller's charcuterie and tartine and difficulty of getting the reservation. Keller, known for his French laundry restaurant in California's Napa Valley, cut the ribbon with the city's then mayor something just sped by and shook the entire apartment complex complex it's just two apartments the entire apartment building uh now today the space is vacant the location closed in december following disagreements over tenant improvements and rent reductions between keller and the city of beverly hills uh and that's just that's just one of the starters let's see as with every other art form, the taste and popularity change, says Shep Gordon, agent who nurtured the careers of such celebrity chefs as Emeril Lagasse. The fireworks cannot last so long. All right, so here we go. Uh, this is from Bloomberg Businessweek. The list of high-profile restaurant closures includes Gordon Ramsay's Maze, which plans to shut down in London after 14 years, as well as Daniel Bouloud's eight-year-old DBGB in New York. Oh, I've heard of that restaurant. Wow, that's crazy. I think I've heard of that on, um, it's been made fun of before. And I want to say difficult people, but I think that might, that's definitely wrong. Lagasse's output in Orlando closed, outpost in Orlando closed in July after 19 years. His table 10 in Las Vegas served its last meal in December. Jesus. Lagasse declined to comment. A Ramsey Spurs person says the chef will develop a new concept in the maze space. Oh, okay. Well, at least he still owns it. Can you hear that? Somebody is revving their engine. <laughs> I pause. I pause for a second, just to hear what is going on outside. But it's crazy. I, I you would think that. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> you would think I gotta end this episode. They're doing construction. <laughs> you would think that um, uh, a uh, what you call it a a chef of a famous chef would be able. Jesus, they're doing construction outside, and it is embarrassing <laughs> that this is happening. I thought I was in the clear. That a celebrity chef would be able to keep things open. Uh, uh, J- Jamie Oliver closed 12 of his 37 UK places this year and found a new partner for his Australian business. Oh, my God. And then apparently he's still uh, planning to open 10 locations this year and has a thriving international business, in quotes. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, which goes to show you that name doesn't always mean the best. Mean the best is what I said. All right, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I got to handle one of those uh, good news things that came up to me. Actually, I got to handle both of them. Uh, <laughs> this is so annoying. But uh, just know that it is uh, it's tough. I'm really having a tough go of it. Uh, I know one day I'll get over it. Um, 
but I really did like her and uh, she's great. And this is my audio and video diary. <laughs> if anybody ever sees this. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Hey, uh, real quick before I hang up. The, uh, f- oh, f- what's his name? Philip Mnuchin. F- Flip Mnuchin. Philip? Philip Mnuchin. He, so apparently a bunch of some people <laughs> found out that he had been <laughs> plagiarizing not just not just the review, the Dead Cells review for IGN, not just uh, an article he's, uh, that Kotaku found out that he stole from uh, Nintendo Life. He's, he's been stealing his entire journalistic career. He, his videos, his videos, this is so funny to me, that you would challenge the internet to find your mistakes. And here it is. Um, he took down the YouTube apology video that he made. And, uh, and basically... IGN is disowning him. They're deleting everything he ever wrote for them in the past few months that he wrote. Uh, and apparently he plagiarized a bunch of articles there. Not a bunch, an uh, article or two. Um, and <laughs> I think it's just so funny that he's now getting caught. <laughs> I'm surprised that he didn't get caught. But, I mean, journalism is hard to, to really pin down unless somebody calls it out uh, specifically. Uh, but I think it is very funny. I, I mean, own up to your mistake. I've done it before. Uh, like I said last week's episode, I, just, I when I was when I was younger in high school, Twitter was just starting out. I stole jokes, and I feel really bad about it. And one day I'll go through and I'll delete all of them. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and like and the worst part is I would steal them and then I would favorite them on. Uh, I would favorite them from the original person. I got a friend that called me out, and I never did it again. But uh, I only have two thousand tweets, so I can go back and delete most of them anyway. Uh, anyway, but anyway, like I haven't done it in a long time because uh, I'm not, I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but it's going to be bad. Uh, but yeah, there we go. So there we go. Uh, that's it. That's all I have for you. I'm going to go eat these, the rest of these cookies because, uh, like I said, living in the pain. <laughs> if you liked what you heard here, God, I hope you did. <laughs> or saw, go to the web, uh, website, youtube.com. Nope. Go to suplusComedy.com where we got the latest news reviews. Nope, no. Jesus. I'm all sorts out of whack. You hear that construction? Uh, go to www.cpluscomedy.com where there's some stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Follow us on Twitter at cpluscomedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White. Uh, check out my stolen jokes. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Continue listening to the podcast. Head to the webpage, youtube.com slash comedy to check out the premiere show, News Time. This week's episode is about tax incentives. Um, yeah. For movies and TV shows uh, uh, and grants. So how when a movie and a, or a TV show wants to shoot in a city, so like say Atlanta, which is where I am, uh, then how that, what, this, what the state does, uh, like they'll pay some of their bills, they'll say, hey, you should here, we'll give you a rebate, a tax rebate. Um, you know, stuff like that. All right, well, I guess I'll be going now. I am so sad, but these two things happened, and I'm just still so sad, but I'm trying to balance that with the happy. So, you know, thank God I'm alive at least. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I will love you forever and ever. And that's what got me in trouble. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>